They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt. Hi, friends. Shane Pruitt here. Thank you so much again for hanging out with us on the Next Gen on Mission podcast. Today, I have a very dear friend joining us, Matt Brown. Matt Brown is an evangelist and author, the founder of Think Eternity, a ministry dedicated to amplifying the gospel every day through podcasts, devotionals, videos, live events, and more. Uh, Matt is a social media influencer and guru. Matt and his wife, Michelle, have three children and live in Minnesota. Today, we're going to talk about next gen and social media. Matt, thank you so much, my friend, for joining us. Oh, yeah, it's an honor, Shane. Thanks for having me, buddy. Absolutely, man. Hey, well, before we jump in too far and get too spiritual, hey, what is one thing or one fun fact that we should know about Matt Brown that we probably don't already know. Yes, well, here's one that I would love to share. But <laughs> um, thinking of Nashville this week and some of the challenges that they've faced. Years ago, I was in Nashville and I was at something uh, that we we were kind of having at Lifeway back then at the uh, the old building, and um, my wife and I swung by this coffee shop called Barista Parlor. And we loved all the different copies they had. We actually went, I think, a couple different times. But anyways, one of the one of the last visits that we did to that coffee shop, they had these really weird coffee drinks. And this is probably, I would say this is four years ago, probably. And one of them was like sparkling water with like citrus fruit and espresso over ice. <laughs> and every day since then, I have typically a coffee in the morning, a normal coffee, and then throughout the rest of the day when I'll have more espresso, because I have more than one a day, I will do ice, sparkling water, espresso, and some lime, lemon, and mandarin orange squeezed in. Wow. <laughs> so, so that's a very strange <laughs> drink that I just encourage everyone to try because it's so refreshing. It's wonderful. And somehow I learned about it in Nashville years ago. And it impacted your life for the rest of your life. It's important for everyone to know this, you know? <laughs> and so thank you for giving me the opportunity. No one else asked me these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Like, I try to be a coffee drinker. I really do. Like, I feel because I have so many friends that are honestly coffee snobs, and I feel left out of their their club, you know, in their conversations. And I've tried. I just cannot develop a taste for coffee. Well, how? Uh, let me tell you that story because how I originally started to like coffee was, you know, my first years of Bible college in Minneapolis, and I would go out and, and travel as an evangelist, and I'd preach at churches, you know, anytime there was breaks through the summers and whatever, and I'd take my a friend with me, and so I'd take one of my buddies with me, and we'd take turns preaching and doing all that stuff. Well, one of my friends I took with me several of those years, he uh, had grown up drinking coffee like at tr after church since he was a kid, so he would like. I mean, you're starving after church, and so, like, that, you know, <laughs> you just take some of the coffee. Well, by the time he was in college, he just liked his coffee black. Like, he was extreme already. And um, so he would always want to stop up here in the Midwest, in the North. It's like caribou coffee, and obviously we have Starbucks, too. And he'd get a coffee, and we were sharing our money out of the same preaching fund. So we'd preach and then, and then just split whatever was left over after our costs. And um, so he'd get a coffee. He'd go spend a dollar on like it's just a black coffee and i would i didn't like coffee but i would get a mocha and add extra chocolate in it 
which it's already like yeah. super sugary, by the way, <laughs> you know, and, and then there's obviously some espresso in there, but you can barely taste the coffee or taste of it. And that's how I got addicted slowly to coffee. So you gotta, you just got to start with all the sugar and then eventually, you know, you're like, I don't like the sugar anymore. I just want coffee. <laughs> so <there you laughs> I, go, love that's I love it. I love it. And I love that y'all so. use y'all's honorarium for coffee, man. So it's all like, my name is Matt Brown. Oh, yeah. Have a Bible. We'll it's travel. Essential. We'll preach for coffee. Yep. Love it. All right. We'll preach for, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? Hey, so I always love to ask this question to every guest we have on, and it's so fun to hear the different responses. But next generation, what do we need to know about reaching the next generation? Yeah, well, I would just say uh, probably off, off the top of my head that, you know, reaching the next generation, uh, it, that there's just, we're such a digital generation. We're the first generation in history that uh, that is all like online, you know, since the 90s now, but like now we have social media. And so there isn't, there's a mission field and I mean, I know people know this, but there's a mission field like there's never been before uh, online, you know, because of digital. And so I just say like every minister and every church and every young person even uh, has an opportunity that we've never had before to be able to kind of just share Jesus easier than we ever have. And, and, uh, we have kind of just these more simple, quick, uh, powerful opportunities to have moments online, uh, through what our ministry, our team loves to call digital missions, by the way. So there's a lot of terms for it, online evangelism, internet evangelism. We like to call it digital missions because it truly is a mission field, uh, and, and and that includes both our friends who we're friends with on you know Facebook or wherever, but also includes like you know through ads you can reach people all over the world by different targeting. So yeah, so definitely. yeah, so just a, there's just an amazing moment for all of us right now that everyone can be a part of. Yeah, and I love that term digital missions. You know, whenever I've yeah. spoken a lot on living missionally, that's an element that we've added, you know, I always used to say, hey, your mission field is the ground between your two feet at any point of the day. Mm -hmm. And now there's a new aspect Mm -hmm. of where you have digital footprints. And so anytime you're online, like you have the opportunity to be a missionary online. I love that. Yeah. Hey, so what are some dangers? Crazy. Yeah. What are some dangers you think? Yeah. The dangers, of course, is just that it can become about us, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, it can feed our, our ego or our pride because, you know, there was a study done that said, like, more than 50% of the next generation thinks they're going to be famous someday, you know? So, wow. like, our priorities have changed. I think that we've seen that it's easier than ever to become insta-famous. And so I think that's almost, I mean, it's, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say it's wrong that we crave influence or that we crave uh, popularity but we just have to be really careful with that stuff because that's not necessarily, that's not healthy, you know, that's not going to like satisfy our soul in the long term. And so there's nothing wrong with wanting to have an impact on people. Uh, every minister that is out there wants to have a greater influence on the people in their community and their city and their church. But, um, but we just got to be careful with that. We got to know that there is some pitfalls to that and just try to make it you know, about being more of an encourager, about being a, more of a giver than a taker, about caring for others more than we're trying to focus on ourselves, and about lifting up the Lord more than we lift up ourselves. You know, it's about it's about Jesus. That's what that's what's ultimately going to satisfy our our hearts. Walking in that purpose. Yeah, that's such a good word. No so. doubt. Yeah, that's such a good word. What are okay? So on the flip side of that, what are some positive things? And you you kind of alluded to it a while ago, but the the opportunities that we have today with online resources, social media, 
to advance the gospel, great commission. What are some positive light of that? Yeah, well, I want to I want to share something that I don't know that most people have noticed, but I see it. It feels like every day that on Twitter and on TikTok, which is a new video platform, that young people are getting kind of like boosted in the algorithms far more than older people. And I'm not 100% sure why that is, but you can just see it when you see a young person tweet and get retweeted like 300 times and you're like, what is going on? I think that the platforms right now, and I don't know if they'll do this forever, are highlighting young people to try to make it the place where young people want to go. So they're giving them an opportunity for greater, like an un, uh, unusual amount of influence. And so I just want to say to every young person, and maybe you're a leader and you could tell this to your students, that you have an opportunity to speak into your friends' lives that maybe your pastor doesn't even have, uh, literally simply even just because of the algorithms. And so, they, again, they're just this amazing opportunity. Like, I was talking to this young, uh, this young influencer literally last week, because probably every week, Shane, I'm talking to one or two or three young leaders, and I'm just hearing their stories, because I'm just fascinated and curious and excited about what God's doing in the next generation. So I just want to be uh, a supporter and encourager of young leaders all around me and just be like a cheerleader to them. Uh, and, and excited about what God wants to do in their lives and stuff like that. And of course, be a mentor and a discipler anytime I can too. So I was just talking to this young guy named Elijah Lamb, and he literally got saved, man, you know, in the last year or two. Um, uh, he has a little bit of a church history in his family, but he um, has also some challenges. He was sharing with me his testimony. Well, he just like was doing funny videos on TikTok, and it went crazy. And then there came a point, I think, after like a year where he like was speaking into something that was going on in culture and he was giving some apologetic kind of answers to questions people were having about faith and about Jesus. And he started to, through that, become very vocal about his faith. And he literally started every week holding a TikTok church. Wow. So he'll hold, and it's not that it replaces the church in any way, but he's basically doing kind of like an outreach, basically, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, to point people to church, but he's an outreach to people who are on TikTok on this platform. And he has thousands of young people coming and hundreds accepting faith in Christ and making a decision to follow Jesus every single week. And I literally, I talked to another guy who has another TikTok church on a different angle. So just all that to say uh, that each of us has different opportunities and things that we can do. And I remember when I was in high school, there was different students I felt led to try to share my faith with uh, in my public high school. And I remember writing notes with one of my fellow students. Uh, it was around the holiday season one year in school. And just through passing notes throughout, uh, in between classes and things, I was able to kind of share my faith with that person. And they ended up making the decision of faith in Christ. And I think in a similar way, we can kind of send social media messages to different people or an encouragement or offer to pray. I mean, we just never had that opportunity before so easily, so powerfully. And all of us have that opportunity. No doubt. It truly is such a time as this to where think, you know, even 100 years ago or 150 years ago, if we wanted to reach someone in another country with the gospel, we had to get on a boat. If we made the trek there, it would take years to establish ourselves, to learn the language, uh, to gain trust, and to now know that you literally can share the gospel across the world with the push of a button, um, it yeah. truly can happen. I think in this generation to see all nations, all tongues hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, Shane, I, you know, I was just telling some of our team in the last few days that in the last 30 days, you know, we have gospel videos and gospel ads will run on social media targeting different countries around the world and, and as well as the U.S., Canada and, and, and different countries. But we literally had 152,000 people heard a message of the gospel through video, through a gospel video that I did uh, in the last 30 days. Like most of our team doesn't even like, you know, always see those stats, but it was like, guys, like in the last 30 days, we shared the gospel with 152,000 people and more than 10,000 of them clicked through to our gospel landing page to hear more about Jesus. And it was reaching people that like some, some of the countries are even close to the gospel, you know, and reaching people all over the world that are English speaking. So it's just crazy. Right. And, and our budget for that, if I told you is, it's so small because yeah. we don't have an enormous amount of resources. So like just with such little money, we're able to reach so many people and see them engaging, see them responding, to see them uh, being moved towards Christ. And so I, yeah, I, I just agree. I think every church and every leader should have a plan and strategy, at least maybe, maybe I don't want to burden anyone. If you, if you don't feel like you should, then you don't have to, but I think every leader in church should consider if they should have a strategy at least to make digital missions a part of what they do and not just uh, missions missions because, I mean, tell you know, I, I don't want to be mean, but tell me a missionary who's who's preached to 152,000 people in the last 30 days, and you can do that with, like, a shoestring. You know, it should be a part. It should be a part. It's not the only solution, by the way. That is... we still, God still mainly uses people. He still uses preachers. He still uses the proclamation of the gospel, but I think that we can do that in one way through digital missions as well. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So Matt, you do, I mean, you have a massive following on social media, and I know a lot of that is the favor of the Lord. You are the, one of the most connected people I know, but you're also one of the most like humble, encouraging, celebrating others and not yourself. And so I think the Lord's given you a lot of favor, but for the leader, uh, the the ministry uh, leader, the the pastor, the next gen leader, or the young person themselves, that say, okay, hey, yeah, yeah, set to the side. We don't want a, a large following to make much of ourselves, but we do want to have a following and an influence and an impact to get the gospel out. What are some practical ways? And I know, and so if you're listening, Matt actually gets paid to give this advice to ministry leaders and to companies of how to grow their social media. So so Matt, without giving away too much of the secret sauce, is there some practical things you can share with us of how to grow our social media following to get that gospel out? Oh, thank you, buddy. Well, I'd love to be a resource to anybody. And of course, I'm happy to share anything I can, and it, and it has been a, a privilege and a blessing to be able to serve uh, some ministries over the last 11 years, you know, more uh, intentionally through like a, a, a plan together. But um, but I just freely would just say, yes, I mean, it's, again, it's keep your motives right, but it's good to grow your influence in your community, in your city, and around the country and the world for, for pointing people to Christ, being an encouragement to people. And Thank you so much, too, by the way, for your kind words. That's so kind. I mean, I just I just feel like uh, God has been over the years that there's, you know, you think about John Piper. I mean, we're all so impacted by Dr. Piper and his influence and his uh, message of, of Christian hedonism, of the, the fact that, like, God wants you to be happy and joyful, but for the long term and in Him, and you're not going to find—it's going to be fleeting in the 
in the pleasures of sin, it's gonna it's gonna you know cause destruction rather than happiness over the long term. But holiness will create a long term joy in your life. God wants you to be happy as your good Father in heaven. Uh, but it's not like necessarily the world's definition of happiness, right? But it's better. It's better, honestly, Shane. Like yeah. it's incredible. And so, in the sense, I just feel like God's like hidden joy in trying to be. Uh, an encourager and to be a blessing to others and being generous and serving your family, for instance, and the little things. And I'm not always perfect at it, but I long for that because I just feel like I found so much satisfaction and joy in that because I think that's where God has planned it. And so I think for every leader and for every young person, you know, the more we like serve our parents, serve our, our spouse, serve our kids, serve our family, the more we like try to be an encourager and a, a door opener for other people. I, feel like you're going to have more joy in your life. And I don't think it's just me. I just, I just think like, it's almost like a pursuit of joy to be a servant and to try to be an encourager. And so I just hope everyone will, will think about doing that in greater ways as well, because I think you'll be blessed by it. But I would just say, yeah, for growing influence, uh, that, uh, a couple of things, first of all, find people that you love, you know, that you like their content and, and watch and learn. One of the biggest things you can do in any area of your life that you want to grow in is either read a good book or watch people who you feel like are, you know, inspiring to you in it. And that's the first step. So it's just this constant attitude of growth to watch the people you feel like are doing it well and see if you can learn things from them. But number two, you know, uh, share content that isn't just an invite to like a church event or, I mean, you can do that sometimes, but, but don't just keep your content to like, Hey, come here to get the ministry, Mm. bring your ministry to the platform, which means, what, what scripture has encouraged you today? What quote has just spoken to your soul today? What, what motivational quote or encouraging thought can you just speak into the people around you and the people that follow you already? And basically kind of just begin to make your platform a place that people just feel encouraged, they feel stirred, they feel like convicted in a good way and called towards more of God in their life. So that's a, that's a step too, is just the content. And I mean, you could have a ton of followers, but not actually be benefited their lives right mm. so, yeah, so it's kind of like that's, that's the cart before the horse so it's important to do that and then um you know when it comes to growing your influence i think you'll naturally see some of that happening from that but there's other things you can do um ads is one of them you know learning how to uh spend a little money on the ads uh to minister to people through uh your content or your church's content uh and so that's definitely an area for for i think all ministries should consider putting some of their uh, their focus or their their resources uh, to make an impact again through this mission field. So it really is a place that I don't think people should forget about. And then, uh, you know, other things like that. But I would just say it kind of starts with this attitude of growing and it becomes like, hey, let's let's share great content. Let's share like content that will really help people, really point people towards the Lord and uh, and make it about others not yourself. And then, you know, of course there's some like strategies like ads and other things where you can like, you know, try to be strategic about growth. And again, I think growing your influence can be a really good thing, you know, cause we, we want to, we want to make it about Jesus. So. Yeah. I love that. And that was, man, that is such solid gold advice. Each one of those. And that one really resonated with me on, uh, don't just use social media to, to, share invites to your event or come to you, uh, bring the content 
to the platform. I yeah. love that. That is so helpful. Yeah. Hey, well, Matt, yeah. we always close with the same on-mission charge. The heart behind this podcast is to see the next generation realize they are the now generation. Not just the future of the church, but they are also the church right now. They have a mission now. Would you give us one closing thought on this and maybe one practical next step of this in light of social media? Yeah, well, we just in the last, uh, the beginning of, of the, the roaring 20s, I'll call it, uh, some friends and I felt this is this burden to call one million young people to fast and pray as we entered in the roaring twenties. And I'll just tell you, Shane, I mean, you'd think calling people to fast would be like pulling teeth normally. And I, you'd think if you did a big call like that to fast, like 10 people would respond. And I was blown away by the many thousands of people all over the country that responded to this call. And it seemed that there was this hunger for it. So I'd just say, as much as we hear about the negativity sometimes in the next generation, and of course every generation has their problems and challenges, and I'm probably not the expert to speak into all of that. There might be some better guys to have on. But I would just say this, that I just see so much encouragement. Uh, and just even just very recently, I'm like so moved by what God is doing right now uh, with young people and across our nation and churches. I just heard from another friend uh, who's a worship pastor, and he's been sharing his testimony of, being saved from drug addiction on the road. And every church he's going to, there's so many people getting saved that he just asked me for help. He's like, can you equip and train these pastors and following up? Because there's so many people they can't even keep up with. And there's so much of an influx of souls being saved, the church can't even keep up. And I was like, what is going on right now? So I just want to say, hey, for all of us, I think God's about to do some greater, greater things in our lives, in our churches, and in our nation. So let's just keep praying together. Let's just keep uh, encouraging each other and, and stirring each other up, because I just really do believe there's some really extraordinary things happening right now. I completely agree. Matt, this has been so beneficial, my friend. Thank you so much. I got a page full of notes over here. Um, if you're driving and listening to this, I hope you hadn't been trying to take notes as you drive, but go back and listen to this again. Write these down. Super helpful. Will be helpful for your ministry and influence. Matt, how can people find you and stay connected with you after this podcast? Yeah, thank you, Shane. Well, at Evangelist Matt is my handle on social media. I'd love to hear from you. And then uh, thinke.org for Think Eternity. We're sharing regular devotional articles from different leaders, including Pastor Shane uh, and others. And we also uh, have regular podcasts as well. We just hope all of that's an encouragement and a blessing to your faith, uh, along with this Next Gen on Mission podcast. And I'm just, again, so honored to be on. And uh, my, my newest book is Truth Plus Love. That's also available now. Uh, from Zondervan and HarperCollins. And that's just this call to have both truth and love in our Christian lives and how that makes us more influential as well as we share this amazing good news of Jesus. Yeah, it is. And it's a great book. So leaders, do yourself a favor. Everyone who is listening, uh, get the book, Truth Plus Love. Uh, go check out thinke.org. It is a great resource, and I've had the privilege to write some articles uh, on that um, outlet. And then, yes, follow Matt on social media. You will not regret it. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us and listening to the Next Gen on Mission podcast. If you have questions on reaching the next generation, please email us at evangelism at nam.net. That's namb.net. We'll try to address those on a future podcast. Have a great rest of your day and tell somebody about Jesus.